0: I never stop winning. I don't even know what the hell feel like. If I land in my shoes and you just step in them, you can probably tell us what hell feel like. They see me rocking all these shows. Cold kids with the hottest clothes. I'm the guy that everybody got to know. Because they know I'm about to blow. That's why everywhere I go. They checking for me. They checking for me. They checking for me. Yeah, they checking for me. Checking for me. Checking for me. Checkin for me. Checkin
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Real Talk with Shoot and Chalk. we got a lot we want to get into today, but before we even get started, uh, you know, today is Veterans Day, so we wanted to make sure we take a moment to thank all of our active duty and retired service members, men and women across uh, the nation and abroad. Thank you so much for your service. Our, our father was a, a Marine, and, you know, so the military is definitely something that is very close to our hearts.
0: Yeah, for real shout out to the troops, you know, thanks for everything y'all do man for real Uh, It's it's very hard job very thankless job, but we do appreciate it Also got to give a little shout out to all my VMI key debts out there today is Founders Day Uh, So, you know, shout out to you guys. Happy birthday Um, You know, it's it's a heck of an institution. It's tough to go through but you know We all do appreciate it once we leave so uh, Good shout out there for VMI as well.
1: That's right. Rob Virginia mill so Okay, go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, always got to start the show off when it's a day after a Caps victory over the Pens. It's still really early in the hockey season, so we're not going to go too much in depth about that, but have to at least mention it right off the top when we anytime we beat Pittsburgh in hockey.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and it was a four-one victory too, which is really nice to see. Um, you know, again, we we don't get to watch the games because we're out of market, um, but you know, we do follow the highlights and the stats and stuff, and it was good to see that. Uh Carlson and Oshie both were able to score power play goals. Uh, but more importantly, Chock, uh Holpe had a heck of a game last night as well.
1: Always, man. And the one thing you can say about the Washington Capitals organization is that they've been able to produce some incredible goaltenders, you know, ones that we've let leave in the past. But thankfully, when Holpe came around, they did the smart thing and assigned him to the, the contract that he deserves. I just hope that when that contract comes up, they sign him again. You know, it's very rare that when a player is only two or three years into their contract, I'm already worried about the fact that we need to re-sign him. And I just hope and think that he's going to retire capital. But, you know, to be the second-fastest goal, second goaltender to 200 wins is absolutely incredible. And, of course, his comment about it after the game was like, oh, that just means I'm getting up there in years. Like, talk about the most <laughs> humble man you can think of. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, no big deal. It just means I'm getting old. No, you did it the second-fastest ever, and that's incredible – you know, he is the linchpin. Everyone talks about Ovi and gives him all the hype, and as well he should because he's the great eight. But this team would not have even been any close to playoff picture uh, at all in the last couple of years without Holby in, in the net.
0: No, you're exactly right. And and the thing about the Caps' goaltending is even the backups are good. Exactly. You know, we got Grubauer who, is, who can step in on any night Holby needs a night off, and you're not going to see a huge drop-off. Um, I thought really. Vegas was going to take him in the, in the expansion draft. Luckily, they didn't, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, 200 wins out of 319 games is pretty
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and the one thing I also loved about last night's game that I caught on Twitter, thanks to NBC Sports Washington for constantly putting out tweets about stuff, is that Chris Thompson was at the game last night. You know, he had his own customized Chris Thompson jersey with the 25 on there, and at the end of the game, he went to the locker room and traded jerseys with Tom Wilson, which you know, the one thing about D.C. sports, it's not only how the fans love all teams across the, the, the way, but the, obviously the players support each other, too, which is very cool to see that, you know, on a Friday night, Chris Thompson's at the Caps game supporting the local NHL team.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's you know, that you mentioned that, it kind of makes me uh, think, you know, this is why I thought Kevin Durant would come to D.C. because yeah. he's such a huge D.C. sports fan, mm-hmm. and I thought that that would draw him here. Um, but you're exactly right. You know, they they do go to each other's games, which is very cool, um, And I don't really think it's just a publicity thing. I think they That's do it, the you know, mm-hmm. because they really want to go and they want to support the hometown, which, you know, they, they call it the D.C. family. And it really is. Uh, the, the sports teams really do look out for each other. And you don't really see that across um, in, in other markets as much as you do in D.C.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember back when Paul Pierce was here. He used to go to Caps games, even though he was in D.C. for one year, uh, basically like a rental year for him. And he said he loved playing here. He would go to Caps games and things like that. I mean, it helps that. The Caps and the Wiz are owned by the same guy, obviously. Right, obviously. It's still pretty cool, though, that the players do that. But, you know, it's definitely something that when you're sitting at home, out of market on Twitter, and you see it, resonated with me. So it had to be given a shout-out. So Plus, I love Chris Thompson. I think that guy is an absolute beast, and we're going to get more into his game in a little bit. But just pretty cool to see. So other than that, the big news of the week Outside of the sports world is obviously the fact that we just learned that there's going to be a whole new Star Wars trilogy coming our way. I'm, I can't even put into words how excited I am about that.
0: Yeah, this thing kind of came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Too. And, I mean, like, it was not even rumored. I hadn't even heard anything, but but uh, it's going to be awesome. So mm-hmm. it's going to be set outside of the uh, the Skywalker storyline, which is really, really awesome. So, again, this just points back to Chuck. We were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. This is the best $4 billion Spend of all time, all time. Like, who Definitely. would have thought that spending four billion dollars, you're actually robbing the guy you're you're spend, uh, you know paying that money. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're gonna make you know a hundred billion on this on this deal over time. It's I, gonna be unbelievable.
1: It's unbelievable, man. Like, honestly, there's I don't think you can even put a number on the amount of money they're gonna make just because yeah. of the fact that seriously, they're gonna do. They already are doing so much. They're building a new park at Disney World, and you know we got the game coming out this week, which we're gonna talk about in a second, but. They're, they're just gonna do, they got the side movies with the, you know, Rogue One and then the Han Dude, Solo. The Han movie. Solo, yeah. They're gonna be making every side movie possible. They're gonna be coming out with so many movies. It's just gonna be making money every single year, over and over and over. Merchandise, films, everything. So, I love it, not only because I'm a massive Star Wars fan, which everyone knows that about me, but I'm a massive Disney fan too. I'm a Disney Vacation Club holder, and I go to Disney at least once, maybe twice, sometimes a year. So I'm going to be absorbing all of the content, which is makes me even happier. Yeah,
0: and the best part is, is you know, you you, you when you list it off like that, it sounds like the, the market could get saturated, but they're the content they're putting out is such high quality. That's the thing that I don't think that we're going to like really get you know burned out from it. Now you know like the the way uh, Marvel movies and stuff, it's kind of you know on the downslide just because we it's s- a bit see much. it all. Yeah, it's a bit right. Much. It's, you know, every other weekend, there's another superhero movie. Yeah. But we've gone with a lack of Star Wars for so long, and the fan base has built up such a hunger for this material that now that they're putting it out there and it's of such high quality, man, we're just going to keep keep giving them our money, man.
1: Well, Please, just and, take it. And take the thing it. is, you know, coming from the perspective of studying it critically, like, really, all the movies that come out now are remakes or yeah. action, you know, Marvel movies type things. So right with the exception of Star Wars, with true original stories, great characters, story arcs, and all of that. So because of that, they're just going to dominate at the box office every time. I mean, there's no no denying it, so I can't wait. I'm super excited. But the one thing I might even be more excited is what I get this week. The new Star Wars Battlefront Two game comes out on the 17th.
0: Right, and again, it's very story-driven. Like mm. this is going to drive uh, fill the gap between movies six and seven, um, and you're looking at it from the perspective of the dark side, so or the Empire. Right after the Death Star gets blown up for the second time, you now are are living that part of the game, and you know again, the content is such a high level. Mm-hmm. So if the story is as good as it looks like it's going to be. This could be one of the best games that we play in a long time. Ever.
1: I think I was, I was telling my wife the other day, like, when I do get this game, I might end up legit playing the whole storyline with my mouth wide open gate just <laughs> – because yeah. not only is it in the canon, which for anyone who doesn't know what that term means, it means that it has officially been approved by LucasArts that this is the correct story between how that movie ended and how the seventh movie began. So yep. it's not just some – good writing by a guy off the street No, like george lucas approved it and said this is how it was supposed to be so you're gonna get to play that but also get to play it from my favorite side is the dark side i don't, you know it's one of those things that it's not like i'm a bad guy but i just love the empire i love everything about it so to get that as the story is so awesome
0: yeah you know we we always have empire uh affiliations i guess you could say but Mm. It's just, you know, they're cooler, man. Darth Vader's awesome. Yeah, of uh, course. You know, the stormtroopers look tight. It's his story. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: when you when it comes down to it, the story is Darth Vader's story. I mean... And then You're exactly branches, right. It branches off to his children, obviously, but the Empire, that's my ringtone on my phone, is the Imperial March. You know, it's definitely going to be so lit, I'm not even going to be able to... I think my brain might explode. That's how excited I am about it. But also... One of the things that I'm most excited about is the main character is one of our favorite, you know, one of those man, random offshoot characters of TV, Meshiva Kamini Soma Kandakram.
0: Oh, man, from The Office. I mean, oh, The lead. The lead,
1: yeah. Hey! Hey! So, for anyone who has never seen the show The League, the I don't know, League. know where The Office came from, shoot. this guy I don't know, is... man. I, I've, all, I've been watching The Office a lot lately. Yeah. Get off me. So, from The League, it is on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you should, you know, if you're looking for a quick 30-minute show to check out. It definitely gets the shoot and chalk stamp of approval with an asterisk a little bit. Seasons one through asterisk. three get the stamp. We start to jump the shark a little bit near the end, so you don't come to me and say, wow, this show is terrible in season five. I'm giving you the warning ahead of Vance, but I definitely think it's worth watching, especially if you like sports and play fantasy football.
0: Yeah, the, the fantasy football aspect of it is what really makes it good. Now, again, it was, it was a while ago, so you may not be familiar with some of the players they're talking about, but you understand how they're conversing exactly. about this stuff. Um, and it is, the first three seasons are gold. Uh, after that, like, like Chuck said, it gets a little repetitive and kind of weird, but, um, definitely first three seasons are worth uh-huh. watching. You could probably watch them in about, you know, ha- an afternoon. Really. Oh
1: yeah. It's really not a, and the best way I would equate it to anybody, it's an FX show. So it's going to be very yeah. similar to always sunny in Philadelphia, that type of humor. So it's pretty crude, but, right. um, you know, it is good if you play fantasy football and, and if you play in a league. Year in and year out with a group of friends You understand the dynamics that go into that And right. the Shiva The character from Star Wars to bridge the gap there For anyone who's wondering what in the world you all are talking about Is <laughs> a character on the show Was a girl in their high school that they all Kind of had a crush on and But they named their fantasy football trophy After her and her pictures on it and all that stuff So the Shiva is the name of their trophy And that's why It's funny to me because Speaking of trophies I'm about to be getting mine back, the crystal head, in our beach house league because I am straight dominating our fantasy football league right now.
0: It is quite uh, disconcerting <laughs> to see. Um, Chalk is 9-0 and o right now. 9-0. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: but I'm right behind him at 6-3. I'm second, second place. Um, and we both went on a tear there early on. Obviously, he hasn't lost yet. But we both, uh, up until we played each other, mm-hmm. um, really, I had only lost one. And I went on a, a six-game streak. And then I come up against Chalk, and he beats me barely. And then Dad last last week uh, got me with uh, Marvin Jones on freaking Monday night with 30 points. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there have been a lot of surprises about this team. Because when I drafted, I didn't think I was going to be this good.
1: And that's what I was going to say. I did not think so either. And, of course, now I sit here, I'm thinking, great, I'm just going to jinx myself, and I'm probably going to lose this week. But I already yeah, you know, I hope thought so. that. Dad's got a good team too. So the best thing about this whole situation is that the Beach House League, which is a group of our family members, Chase, men are in one, two, and three. So as long as it retains in the Chase hands, we're fine. Though we'll be coming back here to Huntsville, Alabama, with me. Come, but either way, yeah, no. When I drafted my team, I didn't have any. You know, Mikey and all them, they do like pre-drafts and stuff like that. I just go in cold, man. I'm like, whatever. Me too. It's a wash. It's an eight man league. It's a wash. You're going to get pretty decent players at every position. So went into it. Uh, You know, made some strange draft picks, but, you know, my biggest pick of the year really was one that I kind of took a leap on, which was Leonard Fournette. So he's kind of been my big fantasy sleeper for me this year. And, you know, I didn't, I was skeptical of drafting him for multiple reasons. If anyone knows me, one, and first and foremost, I have a very strong aversion to LSU. So um, anytime I have to get on the hype train of a former player, it hurts a little bit, but... I mean, at least it's from the state of Louisiana, which I love. So I got that going for me. But when I drafted him, it's not just because he went to LSU. It's the fact that his career in college was very bizarre. You know, he was a, such a yeah. game-breaking running back, but he would only play like twelve or eighteen, you know, twelve to sixteen snaps in a game, and then be off a week just because he was so unhealthy. So right, when you right. see these flashes, you'd be like, "Man, if he could do that consistently, he was going to be an absolute beast." But Clearly he was saving himself for the NFL, which is a ridiculously <laughs> smart decision. Yeah. He knew you're that exactly right. his, you know, eight highlight runs of sixty plus yards was gonna get him drafted in the top five, so he was like, I'm not gonna get hurt. I'm just gonna chill. I'll play when you really need to win. I'll run the- in those games. But other than that, I'm gonna go to the NFL. And he has had some of the most ridiculous stats for a rookie running back. Like, let me rattle these off for you, Chute. So All right. in the game that he's played, he's only scored um has under 20 points one time, okay, and then – Wow. Yeah, and he has a game of 35 points and two – I mean, three games of over 22 points. I mean, he's a twenty pretty good for a rookie. Rookie running back on the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the most
0: important part is that he's in Jacksonville.
1: When they drafted him, they even said in the public, hey, we're not even going to let Blake Bortles pass. We're just going to give the ball away. So everyone knew – that he's going to be getting the ball twenty plus times a game, and he still dominates. It's insane. Oh yeah. And then you know, speaking to the strength of my team, you know, last week right before the game starts, you decide they decide not to play him for a violation of team rules, which will remain undisclosed. So who the heck knows what happened there? Yeah. I somehow still went on to win and beat. Um, Nolf That's also you. You got lucky
0: out. that you hey, were playing Nolf that week. I know. I did. You get were lucky he he that you were playing worst. Nolf. He's, Nolf he's is one bit worse right think,
1: now. So yeah, one and seven. But yeah, I mean, hey, either way, that's what champions do. A win's, <laughs> win. yeah. no, champions win's a win. Yeah, no, I'm not going to take win. it away from you, especially yeah. when your star receiver gets thrown out for fighting in a game, which is also yeah. crazy. You know, the fact that he didn't get suspended, thank goodness. But it's looking like it's going to be a tough week for me uh against dad, he's already got twenty points off a Thursday night game, which ugh, when you're already down twenty, regardless of what the projections are, it's that's scary staring down. So we'll see. But, you know, as far as fantasy football goes, I need Kirk Cousins to play well because he is my quarterback. I don't have a really good option on the bench. So going into tomorrow, I think that's gonna be a big factor for us to win against the Vikings at home at the one o'clock kickoff, but Really, for me, I would love to see him get a lot of points because I need it in fantasy. But ultimately, the only way we're winning this game is if we run the football.
0: No, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we have to control the clock in have that to. game. There's there's no other way that we're going to beat this game. Now, I will say, I am shocked, shocked that we beat Seattle last week. Yes. Like,
1: At, like, I could not believe it. I didn't believe it until a minute and 20 seconds left in the game.
0: No, I know. <laughs> so, Even... Even with, the, you know, the last play of the game, I was still skeptical. skeptical. that You know, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was going to do something. Which he and, uh, did with about he,
1: he, two minutes left. He just did it with yeah. a little bit too much time.
0: Exactly right. And the fact that Kirk Cousins was able to end that game. Mm-hmm.
1: In the ring, he, he made yeah. he made
0: his money right there. He just made. You his can
1: money. go back and check us out on Twitter, like I say every week, and you, you can see my tweets. I said right before that final drive, I was like, "If Kirk Cousins is going to be worth the money that he wants, like we talked about last week, these are what the moments he has to win the game. Period. Nothing but that. He there is no other option. If you're going to make two hundred million dollars a year, you better win the game. So he was able to do that with four out of five offensive linemen out of the game, two of his top receivers out of the game in the rain, against the 12s, and a, a team in Seattle that they win Super Bowls off their defense. They may not be that same defense, but they're still dominant and one of the best in the league. And he was able to go out and make two of the best passes you will ever see in football Yeah. while getting smacked in the mouth. He had been getting hit all game, he, but he stays in tough in the pocket and makes the play that he needs to make. And it was literally unbelievable to see.
0: Yeah, and and the other flip side of that is we're not even close in that game if our defense isn't as good as it is. Absolutely. Um, And this is is why, you know, we talk about this a lot. And usually when I say stuff like this, it sounds like it's just coming from the position of a typical Redskins fan. Mm -hmm. But the Redskins are one of the best teams in the league. Period. By far. By far. Because we have – so many injuries, and yet we're still able to win these big games, mm-hmm. man. We we have the hardest schedule in the NFL. The opponent win opponent win percentage for the teams we're playing is .609. Yes. That's unbelievable. Hardest and in the we're league. four and four. With all these injuries. I know. We beat two teams on the road that nobody thought we should have beat. Seattle, definitely nobody thought we were going to win. Mm-hmm. and uh, the Rams you know When game. we beat the Rams in L.A. Which
1: at that time, to be fair, no one really understood that that was going to be a big victory, but clearly it is. I mean, you can't deny that the Rams are a They're good team. They're putting up 50 a game. Yeah, so we were able to limit Todd Gurley by the play of our who would easily be my person if I had to say – I think I actually answered this poll on NBC Sports Washington on their Facebook page. They said, who's the midseason MVP for the Redskins? And in my opinion, by far, hands down, you can talk Kirk Cousins all day, but he's doing what he needs to do to win his contract, and that's what we expected. So to me, it's Zach Brown, 100%. That dude has completely changed this defense from what it was last year to couldn't even stop anybody from running, given everybody – Every third down conversion they wanted. it's just like, oh, hey, there you go. There's another one. You want – oh, yeah. third, third and 19, no problem. We got you. We'll let you get that. But now this dude, he still holds the record at his college for the fastest 40 time, and he's a middle linebacker. And, like, and he's like 250 pounds. He's 250 yeah. pounds, and he makes every open field tackle ever. He's such a technician. But – so he leads the NFL in tackles. So I think he's definitely transformed this team into what it is, is—a actually pretty dominant defensive unit with – DJ Swearinger and Josh Norman, you know, two high school buddies. I don't think people understand what that means. I think they think that's a cool little caveat. Cool yeah. Like story. a side story. But yeah. At the positions that those two guys play your, your best corner and your safety, the unspoken communication is the most important aspect of those two positions. And <sighs> being able to trust the fact that the guys got you over the top, if you need it, or if he knows that you're pressing and you're playing one-on-one, you're going to lock him down. They have, they know that because they've been doing it since they were kids So now that they come over and then they have – they're playing in the National Football League together, but they're both also great athletes and great players, it's elevating each other's games exponentially.
0: Yeah, you know, a little side note on that. You know, this is my first year actually coaching safeties. um, And, you know, that's one of the things that I've noticed that a lot of people that aren't involved in the game or don't pay attention to it as much, um, they don't realize how important that is. Because it's like you said, Chuck – There's so much that could go wrong Uh if you don't have the communication. And to be able to do it just instinctively together, um, really, I mean, it shows up on the field, obviously. I mean, you know, there have been some games, of course, where, you know, we've gotten picked apart here and there. But on the whole, our secondary, our linebacking core, our D-line, everything about this defense is really, really good. And you've got to credit... The, the coaching, really.
1: Greg I Mineski, mean, yeah, for sure. Jim we we both
0: were shocked about that, that hire. We were like, wait
1: Phillips is sitting out mm-hmm. there. Go get him. He had ties and, to the organization, too. His son was our tight ends yeah. coach. So it's not like we were just being typical fans and like, go get the number one dude out there. There was legitimate reasons why we thought he could possibly come to right. D.C. Right, he would have fit here. Yeah. Yeah. But but thank I, God no we did, you know, and I like yeah. it. I like that. That's the the non Redskins thing to do, you know, to stick in house, build continuity, and hopefully grow an organization from within. So that's what you want to see. I mean, that's what happened for Sean McVay, and that's why he's going to win the coach of the year this year is because he was able to be embraced by a group of brothers that said, "Hey, we're going to help you develop into a real coach and a career." And then they started slowly giving him more and more responsibility, and boom, first team, first time he's on a team of his own at the age of thirty two. Where his defensive coordinator is twice his age in Wade Phillips. So that's another thing. He's been why. a head coach before. And that's why they're doing so well, obviously, is that he's giving him freedom to basically run that whole side of the, the team. But, yeah, yeah. um, either way, the fact that he, it still comes down to him. I mean, he's still the head coach and he's doing right. it at an unprecedented, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, he's our age. So, yeah. but he's a national football league head coach, but you know, it, but going back to Zach Brown, though, like we talked about, man, it just drives me crazy, the bias in the media over the Redskins and the organization and the players and You're
0: exactly never right. giving
1: respect to the people that deserve it. I mean, I, Sports Illustrated put out their midseason all-pro team, which, you know, either way, it's midseason and who cares. But the fact that Zach Brown was left off that list, it, I have no words. Like, I can't even come up with words. Like, what is your explanation of doing that? The dude leads the league in the NFL when he – just came to the team, so I mean, technically he's only been in the defense for like four months, the playbooks and stuff like that. But he just goes out and makes plays, and you're going to try to leave him off an All-Pro team? That to me is ridiculous. I understand why they left Brandon Sheriff off, even though he was in that conversation, you know, pre uh, in the yeah, last yeah. six weeks, because yeah, he's definitely. been out, he's been hurt. Zach Brown has played every single game. He is leading the league in tackles. How are you not putting him as an All-Pro?
0: It doesn't make sense, but you know, it's exactly what you said. It. The media hates the Redskins, and you know you don't really notice this when you're in the market. Like when you're in the D.C. area, you get tons of coverage, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's usually favorable to the Redskins because it's from there. But when you're out in the national market, uh, you know everything is negative. You look at Sports Illustrated, ESPN, the power ranking goes on ESPN or a joke,
1: man. Joke. I like, can't even look at it.
0: It's 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 ridiculous. Like they and again, we're not asking, you know, oh man, just give us some favorable stuff because we want us to. This time we actually deserve it. I like, know. Nobody is talking about the fact that the Redskins are a very good team. I know. With some tough circumstances, but No, they they just suck. They're like, you know, I mean, when you
1: when you look at our team and, you know, one or two injuries here or there, one or two plays here or there, plays as in if Josh Doxon makes that catch in Kansas City, we beat them on the road when they're undefeated. You know five and three. This team, I mean, could easily be six and two. I mean, or I don't want to go as far as say undefeated, that's a little bit ridiculous. But we could have at least won two of the other two of the four games that we lost, we were in there for sure to win, but all four of them we were at least Technically in it as far as at the end of the game. So right. it's a different team and organization. It's going to come down to key um, free agent signings as i.e. Kirk Cousins, i.e. Zach Brown. But if they get things done, I think it's something to be excited about just because the injuries and the, the, the schedule that we've had to play with those injuries is kind of limited what this potential could have been for 2017. So hopefully – Kirk Cousins recognizes that, like we talked about last week, that he knows that this is a place that we can actually build if we stay on track. And I, every time you listen to any interview, Vernon Davis said it in his the other day, you know, continuity, continuity. I feel like they have that somewhere in the locker room, maybe. I don't know. They're just talking about it all the time. <laughs> but again, it's hard as a person who has looked at the media critically. If, I don't know if they are being coached to say that because they know that it's good, you know, publicity to be a good teammate. Or if they all genuinely believe that. If they genuinely believe that, I think we're going in the right direction. But for tomorrow's game, you know, I love it that we're at home at least, and it's still a team quarterback by Case Keenum. I know their defense is great, but if we can control the ball and they're banged up just like we are, because every team in the NFL is banged up, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, I think really. we can go in and we can win. I honestly think at this point, every game we play in, we can win. I don't think there's going to be a game for the rest of our schedule because it's going to soften significantly. Here, well, yeah. on. once we get through New Orleans next week, and obviously Dallas, but Dallas without Zeke is a totally different team, you know, once we get through those games, we're going to start playing some teams that we should be favored in those games, but at the very least, we'll always be in an opportunity to position to win, so I think that we'll just have to go in there and get more business done tomorrow, and hopefully, uh, we'll be sitting at five and four and maybe start gaining some respect, I don't know.
0: Well, you know, probably not, Probably the media is not, not going to give it to us, but I agree with you, I think... Uh, that we, you know, even though we're the underdogs, um, every game I think we can win, especially after last week. I I went into that game. Of course, I picked them in the pool. You didn't, so I hope you didn't pick them again. So I
1: haven't done my picks yet this week. Uh, Sorry, Nolf, if you're listening. I've been slacking. I've been getting in. I got the Thursday night pick in right before Thursday night game. I got the Friday night pick in right before the Friday night game just because I've been so busy at work. So I will get my picks done today. But in honor of last week, because we actually had some comments – on our podcast, I will, yes, pick against the Redskins to win tomorrow. They're going to be a loss in my column just to see if we can get the juices flowing. Obviously, we're suspicious months, so, so yeah. I will definitely pick against them. But um, I'm never going to win that pool anyway, so I don't even care. I, I, I'm i so frustrated with those pick'em pools. I can win a fantasy football. I can't pick a game to save my life. But another cool thing about tonight's game, before we log off, I want to let every Redskins fan know is that for tonight's game against Notre Dame-Miami, and which you should be checking out regardless if you're just a football fan because it's going to be a fantastic football game. It's a return to one of the most fun rivalries in college football, Catholics versus convicts. It's going to be a great game. But there's a special player on the Notre Dame offense that I want all Redskins fans to check out. His name is uh, Josh Adams, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Josh Adams, number 33, the running back. I don't know his name just because I don't you know follow him that closely, but I do know who I was talking about in terms of the position. Watch this running back tonight. He could be our first-round draft pick next year. I know I called for um, that kid from Penn State, but there's no way we're going to get him. So we're, if we go running back, I think this is the guy we want because he's not only – a bruiser, but he's huge, and he can run and be a game breaker. So watch that in tonight's Miami Notre Dame game. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I mean, it's gonna be a good game. Uh, the The Miami defense is out of control. They got that turnover chain, which you've seen everywhere yes. on social media. And apparently Notre Dame has come yes. out with their own a touchdown chance. Shout out so that's going to the gonna Irish. be awesome for
1: ultimate uh, troll. They're like, you know, we're not even going to try to not troll you. We're outwardly trolling
0: you. Yeah, we're just gonna it's we're like, gonna be blatant about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a classic, uh, you know, rivalry. If you've seen the Catholics versus Convicts on thirty for thirty, it's definitely worth checking out. But you know, I think the Irish are going to pull it out, Chuck. Um, I hope so. You know, there's a lot of hype around Miami, but I think, you know, I've watched I've watched the Irish because you're a fan, and I'm, you're slowly converting me. But. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to pull
1: it out. So yeah, as far as that goes, I mean, obviously, when um, it comes to college football, Chute and I are a little bit different because we're from the DMV. So where when you're up from that area, anyone who lives there knows that it's Redskins football all day. You know, college football is who you went to school and play for, or so to right. speak. You know, you generally root for your alma mater up in that area because of how dominant pro teams are. But when I moved down south. It's not like that down here. you know. This, yeah. the, it is a little bit in Louisiana when the Saints got good, but there's still a little not, – not everybody is fully on the Saints bandwagon. There's no pro team here in Alabama, so when it comes down here into the south, it's all about college football. So uh, <coughs> being that when you move to Alabama, you either pick a side or everyone hates you. You know That's how it yeah, works here. Yeah. And so I'm definitely 100% roll-tied Alabama fan for sure, but – my best friend Fred from college has always been a Notre Dame Irish fan. So when I live with him, you know, we would watch all the games on Saturday. And so that was kind of always my secondary college team just because you get to watch them every week, regardless of who they're playing, because they have a deal with NBC. And these are all the things that I've told you over the years to convince you to come to the side of the Irish. But you know, it's a great historical institution. You know, how can you not love where Rudy played? So
0: yeah, I mean, uh, that's, you know, that's the main thing that kind of keeps me, you know, at least flirting with it. You know, I, I just don't like that they get to kind of do whatever they want. They're an independent. They yeah, do it, play whoever they want. That that kind of stuff bothers me. But, yeah, I mean, in this game, I definitely want them to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, is, it, is, it does frustrate some people, the fact that they do their own thing. But because of that, they build tough schedules, you know, and then they – Get to um, put on awesome, entertaining football, so it's worth watching and being to cheer for them as a passive fan if you don't have a dog in a fight, but also uh, to that end, got to give uh, Fred a shout-out. Today is his 30th birthday, so in honor shout of that, we are both going for the Irish tonight for sure. It's going to be a great game. Check it out, but... Um, I definitely think we're going to see more touchdown chains than turnover chains. That Notre Dame offense, it's not just because we're picking them because I like them. I, that's a legitimate football team. They're Oh, for sure. They have a great for offense, sure. a great quarterback and running back, like I said, who I think can end up in the burgundy and gold next year. But um, you got to give props to the coach at Miami though, because they've really been pretty irrelevant for the last seven or eight years or so, oh, yeah, which is weird sure. to say about a Miami team, but they just have struggled. And he came in and in one year they're undefeated. I mean, it's just to return to that swagger that they had back in the 80s, and you got all the alumni hype about it and stuff like that. And I posted that thing on Facebook the other day, and it was the the, the 2001 championship team, I think it is. I can't remember the year. Maybe it was labeled later than that. But it's a team with Sean Taylor, Jeremy Shockey, Clinton Portis, yep. Ed Reed, all those One dudes. One of the best teams of all time, yeah. I mean, it's hard to think about that when you think about what those guys went on to do in the NFL. The fact that they were all not only at the same school – but, like, all on the field together at one time. That's like a pro yeah. Bowl caliber team, but they were doing it in college. So I think um, it, we could end up seeing, you know, one of those classic high-scoring games, but I'm definitely going for the Irish, and I think it's going to be something like 34-27.
0: Yeah, and, and quick note on that, you know, just we kind of joke about that turnover chain. That is a genius piece oh, of coaching right so there, so smart. I mean, like, that is genius. And now, you know, you're going to see other teams adopt stuff like that. Yeah, there are some other teams
1: doing things like that. But if um, anyone that mimics it, it's going to remind me of the water boy when everyone tries to mimic him and they put it. It's going to be the towel boy experiment and he's going to get hurt. And so, yeah, that turnover chain is brilliant. You got to have that swagger on defense. And that's why you got you got got to want to hunt and get the ball. And, you know, defense is a very tough side to play i mean it's all instinct and all attitude so the fact that they came up with that idea was absolutely brilliant but yep. still think the irish prevail but yeah you know that's pretty much it for this week guys again please definitely give us a follow on social media um it, i promise you won't be sad about it it's always entertaining to see what we're tweeting out especially during games uh, my favorite thing is to put out funny gifts and stuff like that so definitely give us a follow on am at shock a 73
0: yeah, we are pretty hilarious. I'm uh, at underscore Mr. C underscore. Um, you know, also, like we said, we put up uh, some new gaming content on mm-hmm. the YouTube channel. So make sure you check that stuff out. And, and, you know, if you're liking it, let us know. I did a Fortnite video with our friend Blake Dog. Uh, we've got the Call of Duty and the and the uh, other one. We've got some other ideas in the works as well. So just, you know, stay tuned for that. I think you'll enjoy
1: yeah, it. Yeah, we'll be putting more up as the week goes. Just, you know, when we're both sitting there, just feel like playing some games. We're going to start recording it and then just uploading it. So, um definitely check it out, but come back next week and see what we got for you. Thanks again for tuning in to Real Talk with Shoot and Chop.